I don't know if you noticed, but God's stirring things in dwelling place. We're not going to be the same. We can't be. And I felt like the Lord has come out of this last, these last few weeks, and uh, we, we're just, we've been trying to start this, um, this message on God's presence. And kind of did it with an introduction with uh, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that's a good introduction anyway to God's presence, right? But there's a place where even even last week, Rick was supposed to do the introduction to God's presence, which then would have made it so much easier just to start into God's presence, right? So he gets starts talking about rulers and authorities and all that stuff, which is good. And so I'm sitting there debating last night, well, gosh, should we do an introduction or should, we, should I just go on into it? And the Lord said, you to, to go. And, and I felt like even coming out of this weekend, we were talking about spiritual warfare, and, and we've just been in this in this place, in this battle, that God just, I mean, as soon as we started listing out the things about God's presence, who he is as the deliverer, who he is as healer, who he is as the lover of our soul, you'll be hearing these in the upcoming weeks, the joy giver, his presence. The Lord just immediately gave me one that I wouldn't have been, felt like I was qualified in the least to give. And that would be this one. That's a cool thing. Great. I don't feel qualified to give it, but God said to give it because there's a message in it that I've lived my life and I felt like I'll share some freedom that I got this weekend that I felt like I've never walked in before. And, and probably as you're you're seeing probably the, the, the I don't know, it's not a heaviness, it's a release for me. Um, so I just pray that we'll receive that. So Lord, I just... I just ask that your Holy Spirit just come, your presence. Guys, we go into this series of declaring your presence, God. Father, that your Holy Spirit would just come and just illuminate, God, the Lord, who you are, God. Because I know that just as they start out with that song, that deep cries out to deep, God, that you are calling deep places. God, we can't stay surface anymore, Lord. That you declared that into me, Lord, even this weekend, Lord, I can't not stay surface. I can't just keep getting by. I can't keep moving just forward in this life. I have got to, I've got to reach for the depths of who you are, and it's in me. The depths of who you are is in me, and Lord, I just pray you bring that forth. You would come and deliver. You would come and set free, God, as, as that's what you've called. So, Lord, we bless you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I wasn't going to do PowerPoint even, but I felt like I've got. I felt like, oh, do you have a, do you have a teaching? Who does not have a teaching? You should get it because it's got quite amount of scripture on it that we're going to fly through. But I felt like the Lord was just, I, I'm just going to share um, some scripture as we go through about God's name and just even starting out with God's presence as delivered. Just, that's who he is. That's We're just going to start tagging the names of God because and that's his presence. His name is his character. That's who he is. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't vary. It doesn't, sh- it's no, there's no shadow. It's no, no variation in that. He does not change, and he is a deliverer from the beginning, and he'll be a deliverer till the end. And uh, God wants to to show us and, and show us some things about that today. Go on there, Amy. Just a couple of quick scriptures about who he is in relationship to my deliverer. I mean, I love these scriptures. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle, my loving kind. I love it. My loving kindness, my fortress, my stronghold, and what my my deliverer, my deliverer, one who comes and sets the captives free, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. I love that. Keep going, Amy, to the next one. I'm afflicted and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help. You are my deliverer. We're in, we're in, those, we're in those moments, maybe weekly, right? I need your help. You're my deliverer. Hasten to me. He, he promises to come. Keep going. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemy. Just wanted to remind you of that. That's a quick reminder of his name. Um, but look, I mean, just look at the call to freedom in our lives. And, um, well, I need to walk in that name. God doesn't call himself deliverer and then, expect us to be bound up all our life i mean would you agree and i've i've realized that i mean i've i mean i felt like i've gotten a lot of freedom but i got some freedom this weekend that 
man, it just took me to another depth, another level. And I'll share about that later. But it's for freedom that Christ came and did what he did. Came and did the did the cross, did the did the beatings on his back, that did the, everything that he did, walking those three years on on this earth, taking the abuse that he took. It was for our freedom, our freedom. Uh, so therefore, keep standing firm. Don't be subject again to a yoke of slavery. God's that calling us, calling forth. Go on to that next. For you were called. It's a calling. You want to know what you're called to? Because there, there's a lot of people that. Ask God, well, gosh, what am, what am I calling? What's my calling? I mean, I mean, how many people in here have asked that in the last you know, few years? Come on. Who's asked that? What's my calling? All right? I'll give you one. You're just called to freedom. And, that, and that, that's okay. It looks, whatever it looks like, it looks like. You're called to freedom. That's a calling in your life. God said he's a deliverer. It's a calling to be delivered and free. So that's, that's a calling. Don't do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for flesh, but lo- through love serve serve one another. That's the greatest way to just keep keep your uh, keep you on the right path. Just go love on people. In your freedom, go love. In your freedom, go serve. Go go declare. Go enjoy people. That's what that's that calling. Go on to that next one. The spirit of the Lord. I mean, I love this. This is a call for talking about even foretelling of Jesus, but also I think the call on us. Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He's, he, that same call on him, he gives us that call. To bring good news to the afflicted, he has sent me to what? Bind up the brokenhearted. Sounds like some deliverance of freedom, right? Freedom from hurt. To proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. You know what you're called to? That. That's what you're called to. That's what we're called to. Now, does it look like, do you have to look like me? Absolutely not. But do you have to look like you? Absolutely. And you have to look like what God's called put in you. And I feel like the Lord's going to uncover some depths. He is uncovering depths like, like never before. All right? Keep going, Mitch. All right. Um, so there's two sides of this. And, and since um, some things switched, maybe I'll speak on the physical part of this next week. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm not really caught up into that. but. Oh, sorry. I wanted this last one. This is one the Lord gave me this morning in the shower. I, I mean, I, it's it's been weird. I understand where my wife has been for the past four, turn, uh, few years that she's lived on in her life, because um, she gets downloaded all this stuff all the time, and she's like, you know. And I'm like, this past two days, I've been like, oh my gosh, I got way too much to share in just that little amount of time, and so. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So the Lord gave me some more stuff this morning. So that's awesome. But, you know, it's the same calling. What, um, heal the sick. This is, this is the calling. Raise the dead. Cast, cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Now, all four of those have to do with what? Deliverance. Freedom. Some people need to be healed in this place. That's deliverance. That's freedom. Some people need to be raised from the dead. That's freedom. That's deliverance. Some people need to be cleansed, whether that's a physical cleansing or a spiritual cleansing. It, it doesn't matter. He, God wants us to cleanse those that are struggling, that are and cast out demons. Of course, that's deliverance. That's freedom. That's that's the call in our life. And it is funny. Uh, throw out that little um, image that I was talking. I, I just, of course, downloaded me to this as I was sitting there, as well as looking stuff up on. It's nice about Google. You can kind of flip through some things that you don't remember. But Lou Giglio, a long time, a while back, had spoken on this um, this very, uh, in the infinite part of your, seems like infinite because you can't see it, at the depths of your cell, molecular level, there is a what? There's a cross. Freedom is in your makeup. It is every part of who you are. I'm just going to call that into you right now. Freedom's about everything that you are. It's in every cell, molecular structure of your body, the cross. Ultimate place of freedom, right? Ultimate place of freedom, and it's there. Every piece of who you are is about freedom, about who God's called it into you. It's a calling. It's a calling. All right, so God said there's two two deliverances. Some people need to be delivered in the physical. We're not going to go there today, but, you know, Moses got, I mean, the people were oppressed. They needed freedom out of their physical situation they needed to be set free right 
Some of us feel like maybe you need that right now, maybe from a job or maybe from people or from whatever. And God's, and and there's there's room for that because they were oppressed. But then there's going to be also the second side of physical deliverance is that sometimes God's going to deliver you right where you are. Remember Joseph? Did he deliver Joseph out of anything that he went through? Not really. He just kept delivering him within it. Everywhere he went, somehow he got delivered within that. Whether he was in the pit, got pulled out, whether it was in Potiphar's house, became the man of the house, basically, until she kind of did her thing, and then all of a sudden he's in prison. God declares freedom in that, even in that prison. He made provision to speak to the to the uh, baker and the, I want to say candlestick maker, but that's not right. <laughs> Cupbearer, that's it. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, that's another thing. Joy's going to come up. Uh, candlestick maker. Um, the cupbearer. And the cupbearer, he met him in there and what? Ultimately got delivered. And even in the place of Egypt, what happened? Second in command? Saved a nation. He didn't deliver him out of that situation. Most of us would, most of us from day one, and, and probably even Joseph in certain ways, probably cried out, God, get me out of here. And God's sometimes in the midst of that saying, here, and I am going to deliver you every step of the way. Will it be hard sometimes? Yes, absolutely. None of us get immune to that because we live in a fallen world. All right? But God's saying that, okay, so that might be coming next week. You might be getting that next week. I don't, I don't know. But I felt like the Lord was compelling me for this one passage of Scripture mostly. I kept coming back to it. I kept trying to go away from it. I kept coming back to it. I think it's the most extreme picture in the Bible of being somebody being spiritually free and delivered. Now, the first, of course, thing in relation to spiritual deliverance is just deliverance in relation to salvation. I mean, we need that. Everybody, we need to be delivered from the domain of darkness into the what? Kingdom of light. That's that's the first and foremost deliverance that we all need. Thank God that I've been delivered from the domain of darkness. That was a dark, miserable, empty place. And if you're in that place today, I call you out. God's calling you out. Don't stay there. That's a miserable place. Be transformed from the domain of darkness. Let the deliverer come deliver you out of that. That's what he had to do to me, <laughs> you know, back when I was 20 years old. God, I said, I said, God, I can't get out of this situation. You deliver me. Within a week, you deliver me, and here I am. I mean, that's my testimony. I didn't, I didn't have a day of salvation. I had a cry of salvation. I said, God, I cannot get out of this situation. You got to do it. He did it. All right? So there's a place that God wants to deliver us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of what? His beloved son. He's waiting on you. Beloved son. He's there. So that's the first, of course, spiritual deliverance. What's this, the, but the next one is deliverance from a spiritual prison. Um, and that's what I feel like in some form or fashion, probably all of us have walked in some form or fashion of this. We wouldn't say it. We wouldn't have called out the garrison demoniac and said, Ooh, that's not me. What are you talking about? But if you break it down in relationship to our heart, I bet you all of us have walked in there. I was walking in there. I got free some things this weekend of that. What's, what has kept the depths of Mitch from you guys? The depths of Mitch from you guys. All right, so let's look at this, just a beautiful picture of freedom. Um, I love this passage. We're going to just break it down. As you see, look at this picture of being oppressed. And if you feel this in your heart, just know that there's deliverance, there's freedom. Uh, the first thing is, go on. They sailed to the country of the Gerizines, which is opposite Galilee. And when he came into the land, he was not met by a man from the city who was possessed with demons. All right, if that freaks you out, then I pray that you can just at least receive the fullness of Because God was, I mean, a third of his ministry, at least they say, kind of heard, was in relationship to deliverance, bringing freedom to people that were oppressed, possessed, oppressed, whatever. If you want to go through all those cool teachings that we went through, we got the tape series. I encourage you to get it and be trained in it. Walk in it. Because there are, there are some garrison demoniacs out there in this world that God wants to paint this beautiful picture in them and through them. Um, 
And when he came into the land, he was met by a man from the city who was possessed with demons and had not put on any clothing for a long time and was not living in a house but in the tent. So there's, you just get this picture of number one, nakedness and the fact that there is no home. There's no place to land. There's no place safe called home for this man that, you know, a lot of times we look on the outside and go, you know, he must have done something. You don't even know how he got to where he was at. But I know it was because of the effects of this world and darkness and sin and, and, and lies. I know that. Most people are captive, captive because of that. But he did not put on clothing for a long time. He didn't even, like, he probably didn't even own anything. And so sometimes that's sometimes that's a place of the heart. That's where we get naked and we're, we're, we're homeless. You know, we don't, there's no place to land in there. God's saying, come forth. Deliver is calling forth. So naked and homeless. Go on to that next one. Living in torment. Seeing Jesus, he cried out, fell before him, and said with a loud voice, <laughs> what business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High? God, I beg you, do not torment me. Kind of, you know what the ironic thing is? The very beings that are tormenting this guy now are asking not to be what? Isn't that ironic? Because they know the power of the name of Jesus in that place. They knew who he was. They didn't have any problem with him. They just didn't want him. They just didn't want him to torment him. And Jesus had, I'm sure, all power and authority to do that. But the reality was that these beings, these demons were tormenting. There was a torment in the heart, in the spirit of that man that needed to come forth and be free. All right? Go on. It was out of control. He had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it seized him many times. He was bound with chains, shackles, kept under guard. Yet he would break his bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. You know, there's a place I think some Lord just downloaded, I think, just a a phrase, I think so many times we, the, the more we try to stay in control, the more we get out of control. The more we allow God to be the one that is the deliverer controller of our soul, the more that we're in control. And we get that backwards a lot of times, but I think our heart tries, it's because it's protection. There's a place of, there's a place of protection there, but we just, it's a picture of being out of control. Go on to the last one. And then, he just didn't even have an identity anymore. I mean, if you notice this, we talked about this this weekend, but Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he's, and he's asking the guy. I mean, if you break it down in the Greek, it's a, it's a personal pronoun. He's that, he's that Ben, you know, what is your name? I should have heard, what should have I heard out of Ben's mouth? Ben. But he asked the guy, what is your name? And what's the, what's the response? Legion. Because many of, because there were many had entered it. He didn't even have an identity anymore. It was just all about the darkness within. It was just all about that. So if you're consumed with all about that all day long, God wants to bring freedom to you today. Or even if you're tormented at all in relationship to that, God wants to bring freedom to that. And they were comploring him not to command them to go away into the abyss. And you know the rest of the story. Cast them in the pigs and they go down and drown. And, um, but God's going to start painting a different picture for this guy. Beautiful picture. I mean, like I said, that's the hard part because you can feel it. Even as I'm sharing that, you can feel in the spirit. You can feel what he's feeling. I mean, you can. I don't know if y'all feel it, but I can feel. Even as I'm describing that, I can feel the oppression. I can feel sometimes, you know, what I've felt in the past of that oppression. But look at this. God wants to speak something supernaturally beautiful in this. And go on there, aiming to that next one. Picture of freedom. First, there was a spiritual release. There was a herd of many swine there on the mountain. The demons implored him to permit them to enter a swine. He gave them permission. Came out of the man and entered the swine. The herd rushed down. There was something that came forth. That guy said, I need you out of me. It just needs to be gone. I don't need to identify myself anymore according to that situation, those people, this circumstance, this past, whatever it was for that man. It needed to come forth and be gone. Um, so spiritual release. Look at the next thing in 34. I love this. such a beautiful picture. When the herdsmen saw that what had happened, they ran away and reported in the city and out in the country. The people went out to see what had happened. I mean, it's got a stir. I mean, these people knew that was the nuisance of the whole town. I mean, he was the guy that's out there naked. 
I mean, I don't know if y'all came into Christiansburg if there was a naked man standing over there. I bet you every person in this place would be like, did you see that? There's some crazy lunatic out there on the street corner. I want to be brave enough to go pray for that guy. I'm not there yet. I don't know. I mean, I might not be there yet. I think I'm going to get there. Though. But if, I mean, you guys know it. If if that was if that was in the midst of your town, you would know it. So, I man, it was a stir. They were like, what? Dude, we're coming out to see that. And what, what did they find? I love this. They came to Jesus, found a man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting down at the feet of Jesus. He probably hadn't sat down in years, anywhere near peace, anywhere near comfort, anywhere near freedom. And he was at the feet of Jesus. Oh, my gosh. That's where we all need. That's, that's destiny right there for us. I want to be able to come and sit at the feet of Jesus in every area of my heart. I really, even just this weekend, there was the Lord. You know, I, guess I keep alluding to it, but I'll share it here in a second because it goes with the next part. But there's a place where I, I couldn't sit at the feet of Jesus in some places, even in my heart. I wanted to get to Jesus. I want that depth, fullness to be there. Go on there, Amy. I love this. And they found the man from the, whom the demons had gone out, sitting down at the feet of Jesus, clothed. First time in what? What did it say? Years? can't remember. Many, many months, years, days, whatever it was. Clothed. I mean, do you understand the freedom that this guy got? Clothed and not only clothed, I mean, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, I mean, if I saw that guy on the street, number one, I don't, I mean, I pray that I would have some, Gunction to go, but even if I went, I'm not sure I'd have enough thinking that he would be sitting at the feet of Jesus in his right mind. I mean, like I said, transformation right before your eyes, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And then the next statement that he makes. Oh, I didn't get a. Ch- I was so throwing stuff together, but made well, verse 36. Somebody read, somebody read that. I'll read it. I must have missed a... Uh, 36. Yeah. That's good. Actually, save that one. Um, so, he was made what? Made well. There was a place that... You know, they were reporting, man, this dude that was so out there has now been made well. All right? So now, the really, the moment of truth begins for us. That was the great, that was the great freedom part. That's where I've been. Because I've recognized, I've enjoyed some freedom, but there's been places in my heart that I've, I am at the place where I'm, I am these people coming out to see freedom. I am these people saying, okay, I've heard freedom. Now I've kind of seen freedom. Now I get to now I get to see if I want to participate. That's where it's at. Do I want to participate in that right there? Now, I don't know about you guys, but that should have been a woo moment, right? Woo, right? <laughs> Felt like there was going to be at least one of those today. Uh, that should have been one of those moments. If you weren't here, that was a, that was we we had some woo moments yesterday, just battling for the Lord. It was awesome. I mean, sorry, you know, trying to bring y'all into something, but the reality is that man, that should have been a woo moment. Everybody coming out should have been saying, "Good night, thank the Lord, we ain't got to deal with that dude anymore. He's not gonna be sitting there." Naked and doing all this little stuff. I mean, y'all know what happens when stuff like that happens. I mean, so what? So right, that's what happens, right? Please tell me that's what happened. Can't tell you that's what happened. Look, I mean, there, am I going to receive? We've been talking about this, and I think it's been on that. This word probably has been more on me personally than anything, am I going to receive Jesus in every aspect? Will I receive him this morning as deliverer? 
deliverer of my soul, deliverer of my circumstances, whatever else that needs to be, will I receive him? Because that is the place. I can see freedom. I can even uh, see freedom in other people. I can even experience probably some measure of freedom. But it comes to a place where I've got to make the decision whether I'm going to receive him or am I going to allow fear and intimidation to rule my life. And that's probably where I've lived most of my life. Fear and intimidation. You, I mean, you see me up here sometimes on Sunday morning, but even this weekend, I got a measure of, of intimidation off me. You know, to where it's, I'm not so much concerned about what you're thinking anymore. That's a good thing. I love, I honor what you think, and I enjoy what you think, and I will receive what you think, but I don't care about what you think. That's a whole difference, isn't it? Because if I care what you think, then I'm always going to do what? Please you. And I won't please the Lord. Right? So some, some of that's going to come off of some of us this morning. I want to let you know. Give me a little heads up. Coming off. Now, I ain't going to be the only one in this ball game, right? <laughs> some things coming off of me. I'm going to get it off of you. You know what? But the reality is that that intimidation has, has kept depths that are within me. I mean, I, I, I know why I'm getting all this download, right? And I got most of the download from the time yesterday when I'm sitting there and Rick's doing his thing, as he always likes to do, starts calling up stuff and, you know, getting it out there. And, and he says, spirit of intimidation. And I knew, I, was like, I knew, God, like, whether it was, a, uh, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily a spirit or whatever, but I knew there was an oppression in my life of, of, of intimidation. And it was even I had to repent to Rick this morning because I, I know that Rick and I are so far opposites, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, that's why the Lord put us together, right? I mean, he is way out there, visionary dude. I'm over here, Mr. Practical. Let's get it done. Or how are we going to get that done? Trying to bring it somewhere in the middle. I still feel like he gets it back over here somewhere on me. But but I felt like the what and I had to repent for him because what I had to repent it's because my intimidation, he goes for stuff, and he's like out there, and he starts proclaiming stuff that already is when it's not. And I get intimidated. I get fearful. So I start doing what? Dude, no way. Get back over here. Now, I know some of that's healthy, but some of it's not. Some of it's, I'm, I'm operating out of intimidation. Well, I need to say, yeah. Okay, how are we getting to get that done? That's a great idea. But I don't feel myself going, that's a great idea. I feel like I'm going, whoa, 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 come on, come on. Back over here, back over here. Come back to my side so that I'll be secure and comfortable. I mean, that's why, I mean, most of the time, I, probably over the years, I mean, it's a confession. I'm not sure I want the Holy Spirit to break out in a lot of times. You know why? Because I am I am afraid for you guys. I'm fearful that somebody in this place is going to be uncomfortable. I am intimidated that somebody's going to not be okay, and they're going to walk out that door and not come back. Confession. And I don't go there on Sunday morning a lot of times. I'll be at the back, but the Lord said, no, you're here. You're up at the front today. Because it don't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I want everybody to stay because I know that there is freedom here. But I've got to also be willing to say that there's going to be people that just like this say, I don't know, I don't want that. I don't want that. It's too intense. It's too much. That's, I mean, that's okay. I pray God will draw their heart back to Him, not us, Him. All right? But they gripped... Got off there. I'm not even sure where I'm at. <laughs> but, wait, go back to that last one. Because I feel like this... Um, and all the people of the country of the Gerizim, the surrounding district, asked Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Holy One of God, the Son of the Living God, to leave. Escorted him. That's when he left. He's not going to push through. He's not going to be. He's not going to have to, you know, bulldoze his way through. He's, gonna, he's so gentle. He's been so gentle with me over the years. I mean, I, maybe I'll share a lot. Of, this whole presence of God, that's a whole other thing. I mean, I can tell you fear and intimidation in that. 
that's a whole nother we may maybe we'll hit that next week. I don't know. But there's a there's just this place where at that this is the moment. This is the moment we get to it's the precipice of where we're gonna go. I feel even as a body, where we're gonna go. Are we gonna receive Jesus as the things that we're gonna start proclaiming? As the joy giver, as the deliverer, as the healer. You know, those things. Are we going to receive him as that? Or are we going to reject that freedom because of what? Fear, intimidation, lack of knowledge. I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of that spiritual stuff I didn't even want in the first place because I didn't even know how to. I didn't even know what they, what, you, what are y'all doing up there? <laughs> Why are you raising your hands? Why are you doing all that stuff? Until I was able to understand when I came to sit at the feet of Jesus and I could raise my hands and just freedom, not caring what other people thought, and just love him. It was a beautiful picture for me. God has painted that picture in me. God has driven some of like so driven that out even this weekend in me. Can I just run through these? Golly, I'm probably two o'clock. Um, I just felt like I needed to bring these back in. There was, like I said, he kept downloading. He said last night, he said, go to this old teaching that you did and suck some of that out and put it over here. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that's too much. Like, I don't know what. But he said, no, I've got to, you've got to get a picture of this fear and intimidation because I think it's so critical for our lives. Critical because the enemy wants to just, just make an atmosphere where I am oppressed. Not just, not, I'm not out there naked and on the side of the street doing that stuff. I am oppressed here. I'm oppressed there, like going forth. God's not called that. It's in your DNA. Freedom. It's in your DNA. Like I said, will it look like me? No. But I haven't looked like me. I haven't looked like I needed to look like. So God's calling out in me that freedom, that deliverance. Look at what fear and intimidation attempts to do. Tries to get us to sin. He was hired for this reason that I might become frightened and act accordingly. Where does fear lead you? Us. To what? To sin. I get fearful and then I do what? I say I missed the mark. It's not even, that's not even a, I go out and do crazy unrighteous things. It's like I missed the mark. I'm not being able to hear it. If I'm too worried about what you guys are thinking and I hear God and it's opposing what you guys are thinking, what happens? Your, your thinking wings out and I do what? Sin and act accordingly to that. So there's a place that God's calling us out. Go on. All of us were trying, uh, tries to get us to quit. This is when they were building the wall. For all of them were trying to frighten us. They were trying to rebuild the wall. It's like the same thing. Trying to rebuild that wall of your heart, not not to fortify you in, to protect you. Like there's good walls of your, the kingdom of God, but most of us have resurrected walls of our own stuff, and it's kept actually kept them out. For all of us were trying to frighten, they were all trying to frighten us, thinking they will become discouraged with the work and it will not be done. Tries to get us to quit. Nah, forget it. I can't. I mean, I've been th- I've been wanting this deliverance forever. I've been wanting this and that. I've been asking for it. Yeah, I'm I'm done. You know? God said, don't quit. It might be at this point they were only half the the height was only half the wall. God saying, there's another half to build. That's okay. Grace. There's grace for the building part too, right? There's a grace for that. Go on. As he was uh, tries to back us down, this is a, the uh, David and Goliath. Uh, he was talking with them. Behold, the champion, the Philistine, the giant came out. He's coming up from the army of the Philistines. He spoke these words, and David heard. When they, what was he speaking? Yeah, come on. What are y'all doing out here, you peons? Whatever else he was saying. You know, he's just taunting them. Don't do you feel that in your heart sometimes? The enemy just taunts you. You're nothing. You did that. Therefore, you're disqualified. You ain't. You're. You're. You're done. Oh, your your personality doesn't even lend to to doing that. Just stay where you're at. You know, you ever heard, you ever heard something like that? Taunts us. When all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him, and they were greatly afraid. Keeps us from even going towards the battle. Backs us down. Tries to deceive us tries to convince us that slavery was is better than freedom. That's what when the children of Israel came out into freedom, they couldn't they couldn't really go very far because the fact was that they were still what? Slaves. Because they they got to a place where it got hard 
And God was trying to, they were at the precipice of receiving him as some things. And they were like, dude, this is too hard. I'd rather be back in, what, Egypt? I know that, I'm sure there was some good food back there. Do you remember? I can't remember. But I'm sure there was some good food back there. Like we were we were taken care of, right? I mean, do you remember what they were? They were oppressed. They had to. They were they were in a place of. Not, when even Moses went there, they doubled the workload and didn't even give them the straw or whatever brick, whatever you needed to do with whatever you needed to do. They didn't even give it to them anymore. They remember that. They just knew that when they looked, stood on the precipice of freedom, between freedom and and slavery, they were. And wanting to choose slavery again. That's I mean, we're at that moment. That's where these people were at the Gerizim Demoniac. They were like, oh, that's too much. Jesus, I need to leave. All right, go, keep going. I won't finish. Tries to deceive us. Oh, there it is. There it is. And, you know, it's because there were, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way? Bring us out of Egypt. Go on. Well, they became very frightened up there. Is is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we would serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But I can guarantee you to die in the wilderness with God is much better than to die without God in slavery. Much better. And and even Leah was pointing out, I mean, these are the people that killed their kids. Did Did they forget that? Do you remember that? Took out some of the firstborn. I mean, I don't remember that at that point, right? We just need to go back because we're comfortable. Okay. That's where I can't be okay with you guys being comfortable. <laughs> can't be. Can't be okay with that anymore. I want you to be free. I want you to live God life. But I, I, I can't remain in that place. Lord, and look at this. I love this. Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of our Lord. He will accomplish for you this day. The Egyptians you have seen today, you will never see them again. I love that. God God keeps putting today on my heart. Today. Like, this, this needs to be today. Like, today is the day of salvation. Today is a day of deliverance. Today is a day of freedom. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. It's just that place. God wants to do it. All right? Keep going. Focus on circumstances and forget the word of God. I mean, look at this. Now one of those days, Jesus and his disciples got in the boat, and he said, Jesus said, word, what did he say? We're going to the other side. Did he say we're going to the other side? Okay, now if he said we're going to the other side, do you think they'll get to the other side? It's, it's, it's a non-negotiable. It can be negotiable in your, in your spirit, in your heart, but it is a non-negotiable to Jesus. Now the problem is, in between, when they got on this shore and got on this shore, there's a storm, right? So what happens in the midst of the storm? Go on. They were sailing along. He fell asleep. Fierce gale of wind descended on the lake, and they began to be swamped and be in danger. They came to Jesus, woke him up. Master, we are perishing. We got up and rebuked the wind and the surging waves. I mean, they were at it. They were battling. Come on, God. We're battling out here. And you're out there what? Sleeping. Come on, dude. I need some help. He says, and he just wakes him up and just, I think, gently says, Where's your faith? You have it within you. It's there. It's in your DNA. It is. And they were, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he did what he did, stopped surging waves, stopped, and he said, Where's your faith? They were fearfully amazed, saying, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and water, and they obey. I think the, the biggest place is I bet that in the midst of that, when you're out there shoveling water out of a boat, You've forgotten the word that Jesus said. Hey, we're going to the other side. Now, if they would have gotten that, hey, we're, we're going to the other side. That means you don't have to shovel, or you don't. Have, but there's some. There's going to be some type of confidence and power and peace and authority and power in your life to overcome that storm. I think that's what God was saying. Where's your faith? It wasn't. You failure. What do you? Come on, dudes. Really? I, mean, I don't think that's what his heart was. I think sometimes we read that because we get the English version, but we're not there to hear it. You know, that's why you don't email and text all the time because people can't read your what. What's going on with you? You can get that text and say, is that an okay or is it okay? Or is it all right? You know, what, what, what did you mean by that, right? 
But where's your faith? I think what he's saying is that, you know, it's there. I gave you the word. Now, when the storm comes, don't don't give up on the word. Keep keep shoveling. Keep doing whatever you need to do. But the reality, don't give up on the word. We're going to make it to the other side. You wouldn't have had to come and get me out of the bed. <laughs> She's like, you couldn't have to wake. You didn't have to wake me up. That's all right. He's all right. That's all right. You know, he'll steal it, and he'll move on. Lesson learned. Go on to the next one. Love it's immediately Jesus spoke to them. This is when Peter said, Lord, if you command me to come to the, on the water, and he said what? What's the word? What's the word? Come. If God says come out on the water and walk, what can you do? Come out on the water and walk. Non-negotiable. I mean, I'm saying that's that's a step of faith. I'm not sure. If, just like going and praying for the guy on the street corner. I, you know, I want to be in that place, man. Peter's like, shoot, sure. <laughs> Now, the problem was that Peter, in the midst of that, did what? Got distracted with the winds and the waves, just like the disciples did. And he started to sink, and God automatically, what? Grabbed him by the right hand. So we don't have to worry about it. God's not, we're not going to fail in this measure of faith. He's going to keep grabbing us by the hand and raising us up and being able to take us to this place that we can't get to on our own. Right? Grace? Grace? Keep going. Tries to steal our confidence. The Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard this is uh, Adam and Eve. I heard the sound of, I mean, this is the presence of presence, right? I mean, he is in God's presence. And because of sin and all that, somehow he got lied to. And all of a sudden he said, I heard the sound of the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I did what? Hid myself. Steals our confidence. We start hiding before God instead of running to Him. Even in the midst of, man, I've messed up, God. I've come to you. That was a, that was the great thing about David. Okay, he did mess up. He messed up royally sometimes. But he kept coming back to God and saying, God, I know this is not who I am. And this is not what I was called to be. And you've declared it forward. God's calling you out of some of you, us out of that. All right, keep going. Uh, tries to keep us locked up under torment and punishment. That's First John 4. And there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out what? Fear. Now, the problem with fear is that it involves what? Punishment, torment. You feel that? That's fear. That is, God wants us to break, break free from that. Break free from that. Go on to the last one. Tries to keep us from fight for each other. Tries to keep us from fighting for each other. Look at Nehemiah 4. 14, when I saw their fear, and this is why sometimes you just have to have people in your life that can can move past that fear that you have in your life and just speak right in your spirit. Because he, that's what, that's what uh, Nehemiah did. Nehemiah raised up and said, when he saw their fear, he spoke right to it. That's, that's another thing. I've been intimidated to speak into some of you guys because I love you too much. Sometimes I, I can see what's going on, but I don't speak into it because I want you to be, I want you to be uncomfortable, and I want you to flee, and I don't want you to do all that. And so I need to repent. God's saying, Mitch, you need to start stepping out and speaking forth what I've called you to speak. But he says, when I saw their fear, I rose up. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Recall to mind the Lord who is great and awesome. And what? Fight for your brothers, your sisters, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. That's what has got fear causes us to quit on the very ones that we're near. And some of us are quitting even in good-heartedness. We don't want to you know, over, overwhelm or, or shake up. or be, you know, We don't want them to get uncomfortable. And sometimes it's just hard. The very ones that are closest to us are the very ones that are hard to do that, to speak life into it. Go on. All right. Look at the ultimate freedom. Going back to the Gerizim demoniac. I love this. But the man from whom the demons had gone out was begging him. I mean, that's where I want it. That he might accompany Jesus, right? I mean, dude, that's where I want to be, Jesus. Lord, I've got so much freedom, I want to go. But he said, you know what the ultimate freedom is going to be for you, Gerizim? Believer, not demoniac, believer. The Gerizim believer now has the opportunity to go and release that into others. Freely you have received, now freely what? Go give. That's the call. When you, when you get freedom, go get it. 
Go love on people. We, get, we try to figure out what position or what authority we have or what, you know, right or this, that, and the other. If you have freedom, go give it. That's the call of God in your life. Return to your house and describe what great, I love this. Return to your house, describe what great things God has done for you. He went away proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. No better testimony than what God has done in you. Now you just got to let God do that within you. And some of us have lost the stuff that God has done in us. And we felt like we really just don't have anything to give anymore. God's redeeming that today, too. All right. um, Do I have more? I do. All right. How to respond. Okay, can can we just, I mean, I I felt like four things, four re's, R-E's. Repent. I love this. We're talking about the presence of God. You're talking about freedom. You're talking about deliverance. And when in doubt, don't go cast it out like we used to. <laughs> that was our theme back in Eagles Nest days. Doug, Doug and they were back there. We, that was a big joke. When in doubt, cast it out. I'm like, no, we, we changed that over the years. It's like, when in doubt, I need to repent. When in doubt, repent. But therefore, repent and return because there's some benefits to repentance. I mean, look at what happened. Repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away with. That is one level of incredible, I mean, glory to God, I don't have to live with my sin anymore. I don't have to live with that weight and oppression anymore. Some of us have lived under that weight and oppression. God's calling it out. In order that, what, times of refreshing may come from the presence of God. You repent, I guarantee you, times of refreshing comes into that place in your spirit. Now, the problem is some, some of us have received that in the past, and then, but then we haven't really done anything with that. that you can't just, can't just get freedom and then not do anything with it, right? You gotta, it's it's got to be facilitated. So not only repent, but go on to the next one. Renounce. But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame. Some of us need to renounce fear. Some, I did that last night. I had to renounce intimidation over my life. I had to say, God, I'm, I'm tired of being intimidated by other people and other thoughts. Like I said, you might not think you intimidate me, but you you might over the years. Not today. But there's a place that God wants to bring that. I had to renounce that. There's things that have been hidden by shame. God wants to, those to be renounced. There's been things hidden because of fear. There's depths of you that have been hidden by fear. And God wants to renounce. You, God, we gotta, that's the action I've got to take. God, I, first thing, repent. Let times of refreshing come in the presence of the Lord. Let him come into that place and say, God, I, re- I renounce the lies that I've been believing over all these years. I renounce them. Not gonna believe, I won't, I'm not going to believe them anymore. Now the problem is, now I can't stop with that. The problem is, I can renounce the lies, but what happens if I don't? What, what do I need at that moment? I need truth, right? i got to renew my mind to what is the truth of God. Go on to that. Renew. Romans 12, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How do I get transformed? I can be set free. I can be delivered and not be transformed. That's the hard part. Some of us have gotten little inklings of freedom in certain areas, and then we've gotten frustrated because it just has gone back. It seems like we're back worse than where we're at sometimes. But God's saying, you gotta, you gotta walk all this out. I gotta repent. I gotta renounce. Then I gotta renew my mind to the truth. And I gotta, I gotta be able to facilitate that. That's an everyday walking it out with the Lord. So that I can prove what is the will of God. I mean, everybody asks, well, what's the will of God? Well, I better, I better know this part first. Because if I want to know the will of God, I have to have, I need to know a renewed mind. Otherwise, if I don't have a renewed mind, am I gonna be able to discern what the will of God is? That's the transformation right there. That's the cool part. Um, That which is good and acceptable and perfect. I love that. You'll know what is good, you'll know what is acceptable, and you'll know what is perfect in that moment. Go on to that last one. Receive. And this is where I said, I I think some of this is where this even church corporately is. This is a place, am I going to receive? That's why I think healing has just started to really just fight because we've received, I think, We've always believed God as healer. We haven't taken action on that. I mean, we've prayed. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've, we've believed. 
But I think there is a place where I receive him as healer. I receive him as deliverer. And no matter what looks it looks like, no matter who has passed away, no matter who has gotten sick or who has uh, gotten this illness, whatever, it doesn't matter. You are healer and I'm receiving you and who all that you are. We're going to hit that in a couple of weeks or a week, maybe next week. I don't know. We're going to see. Brandon's going to share a little bit on that too. There's a place in that that God wants to bring. It's a place for us to receive. The people got the demon, the Gerizim demonic believer at that moment. The Gerizim believer was there right in front of their face. They got to see it. They got to experience it. They got to even embrace, they got to see the fruit of it in their own lives. But they did not what receive. They didn't receive it, and that was the big part. I think that's what God said. Come on, body of Christ. Receive it. Receive who I am. Receive all that I am. Is that Savior today? Receive Him as Savior. Man, I mean, you talk about being away from the presence of the Lord forever. I mean, that's 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 the tragedy of uh, of going to uh, the the next life without knowing Jesus. It's not about hell. I mean, we pre- some people preach that, and we will preach that. It's not necessarily we go away from it. But you know what? In First Thessalonians, the the tragedy of hell is the fact that you're it spikes it. Away from the presence of the Lord forever. I mean, that's that's what I want. I don't want to. I don't want to miss hell. I want. I want to make heaven. I want to see heaven. I want to get to experience everything that God's created me for. Put in my DNA. Talk about freedom. Put in there. When there. When we're there, Brandon's experiencing some freedom today. He's there's some release of freedom in that man. And I believe he's wanting to release it back out here. See, therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all remains of weakness in in humility, what? Receive the word of God, receive who he is, and when it implants, it will what? So what happens? It's not only about the word of God, definitely. Freedom that Christ said, I mean, uh, truth will set us free. But the problem is that there's an action on that part. If I receive the word of God implanted, it does what? Saves my soul. It kicks my soul from going over here to the flesh all the time to, dude, whoa, I'm hitting a measure of the spirit that I've never hit before. I, I mean, I felt, I, even from yesterday when I repented to right now, I have felt a measure of the spirit that I've never felt before. I've been connected to the spirit of God in the depths of who I am like I've never been before. It implanted, right? There's something it implanted there. And it also saved my soul. All right. Last thing, that's how you respond. Repent, renounce, renew, receive. I don't even know what time it is, but we're going to pray. Joel 2.28, I love this. I mean, we always claim this verse because we like the you know, Holy Spirit stuff in it, right? I mean, I've heard this. Any charismatic is going to have this one in their repertoire, right? It will come about after this. I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. But go on to the next one. Even on the male and female servants, on everybody. I will pour out my spirit in those days. The day of the Lord, I will display wonders in the sky and the earth, blood, fire, and calm and smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, the moon into the day, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be Deliver. Call on his name today. Call on his name today. For on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, there will be those who escape. And the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls, will be delivered. It's there. There's an atmosphere you can receive. All that, all the deliverance of freedom you want. But it just comes down to that place where you're just on that Kind of like you're just on that precipice. I've received freedom. I've heard freedom. I've, I mean, I've got the word, but there's a place for, man, do I receive that and take that step of renouncing that fear, renouncing that intimidation, whatever else it might have been. Now, I know I harped a lot on that, but I think, if we're honest, for the majority of it, I mean, we're, that's, there's no difference in that. God wants to bring faith. God wants to bring healing. Amy, can you or
wife is my heavenly. She gave me everything today. <laughs> the Lord gave it all. She probably has a lot. But can I speak this one word and judges this one, another one? I just want to share with you. I think sometimes we just, I think God's up there just being nitpicky and waiting for us and um, mad at us and frustrated. Listen to this. You know, the sons of Israel were in a place where they, you know, God, we've sinned, we've forsaken the Lord, we got away from it. Look what he says, you know. It says, uh, sons of Israel said to the Lord, we have sinned, do to us whatever seems good to you, only please deliver us this day. So they put away the foreign gods from among them. We might talk about this more next week in a physical way. And serve the Lord. Listen to this phrase. He could bear their mis- the misery of Israel no longer. Bear the misery of Israel no longer. That's what he's called us out. He doesn't want to see, he didn't want to see Mitch in misery anymore longer. Now, was I in misery? I mean, I don't think most of y'all didn't think I was in misery. Or I don't even know if I fully knew that I was in some some aspect of that. Like I said, I'm, it's glory to glory. God takes us glory to glory. Don't, don't feel like you got to get it all today. But I'm believing there is a realm that you can. If I get, if I, if I receive him, I receive who he is. Now, will that be carried out in the process? Sure. But God wants to bring freedom to the captives today. Freedom to those who have been held back by whatever that looks like. For me, it was intimidation. For me, it was fear. I was living under that all my life. No cut on my parents. No cut on you guys. No cut on anybody. It's things over time that I've just received. Just like I can receive Jesus stuff, I can receive stuff of this world. What people say. What people don't even say. I can receive. So God's calling us back out of that. Out of that. I believe the Lord said to me this morning that your latter years will be so much better than your former. Your latter years will be so much better than your former. So, Lord, I just want to pray, God. Thank you. I want to honor my dad, God. Thank you, God, for the faithfulness, your faithfulness, for your goodness over this man. I just called for it, God. Just declare it is. Nehemiah called to those people that were sitting there. God, just ready to give up, ready to go on, ready to put their weapons down and just kind of ease out of whatever, God. You're retooling this man today, God. You're, you're giving and parting things into him. God, that he, Lord, just like me, I have never experienced what I'm experiencing yesterday and today. There's going to be a release, there's going to be a finish, there's going to be renewing, there's going to be renouncing or whatever that looks like. God, I just thank you for this awesome man of the kingdom. A man after your own heart. A man after your own heart. Sorry, I had to do that. Because I'm, I'm really tired of it. Tired of the enemy 
trying to beat up on their spirit. Dragging them through junk from all the years of life that we've had to live. Just tired of it. I've lived up until this day being intimidated to speak things because of that. Just don't want to tip the boat. I think our boats sometimes need to be tipped. I need to get out in the water, swim, walk on it, whatever it needs to be done. I need to do something in the water. Because all of a sudden, when I'm in the water, all of a sudden I get the chance to say, God, I can't do it anymore. It's all you. The boat was safe. It felt comfortable. It was great. But no more. No more times of the boat. Peter came to that decision in his life because he knew that it was safer out on the seas walking on the water than it was in that boat. And that's what he's calling us out. Calling us out of the boat today. I just feel like if I get some people to help out, if you don't need to respond, some of you maybe that need to help out need to respond, and that's fine. Um, but I just feel like the Lord's saying there, today is the day that you can walk out of that boat and call on, on the name of the Lord and be delivered and set free. There's a grace for that. So can we just stay in speak this dad I know that was it's hard to receive that in the midst of everybody but I want you to feel the pleasure of God today. I want you to feel the pleasure of God in your spirit I think the enemy's just been trying to steal all that God wants to there's freedom there's freedom for that God takes pleasure in takes pleasure I just felt like man I don't know what somebody said it up here delights in us. Delights in his children. I delight my children even when they screw up, mess up, do whatever they can do. When at the end of the day when I'm kissing them and throwing them in bed, I delight in them. I don't even remember that stuff anymore. So God's saying today, come on, if you want some freedom, if you want freedom, if you want to pray in partition of this and getting off this intimidation or, or fear or whatever that might look like, I'm just calling as a, as a brother to a sister, as a brother to a brother. And don't don't walk in that anymore. And like I said, you, it might just be a little spark there that I, there's something, but, but don't walk back out of that door saying, well, next time, or, or well, you know, I don't, I don't want to bother anybody. Don't let those lies come in your spirit. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day of salvation. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, here is a place that you can receive him. If you need some joy this morning, come up and get Miss Bev to pray for you. She'll throw some joy on you, right? Joy of the Lord on you. If you need life today, if you need freedom today, just come. Lord, we thank you for today. And I'm going to speak the word to you. Come. Some of you need the altar that you need to kneel before. And Pat and Darlene, they're going to step up. You don't need man. You need God. And some of you need to be in a place to say, I'm going to. Deliverance is the exchange. Hear what he said. The exchange is that you, you get to receive freedom. And so maybe you need to come up right now. And you need to just put your hands out. And well, maybe we need to anoint your hands. I don't know. But the power of God to meet you in the exchange. I, I, I'll just repeat. He said, don't, don't go out the door. Without letting the Lord change you where you need to be changed. Only you need to only you know where that is. Father, thanks for today. You're the transformer. And when we get to participate, which means we have to move. We have to take action. Lord, I bless these people. Lord, as they move, some of them, they're gonna go move and lay hands on other people. Some of them aren't even in this room. We're gonna move when we get to step forward. Lord, I just pray off for fear and intimidation right now in Jesus' name. God, I know as you've freely given to me, God, I freely give that unto people, Lord. Right now, an atmosphere, and a, a moment in time, Lord, that is none like that they've received it at before in their life. God, a moment in time that they can step out, just as Tulio just declared. But, Lord, I felt like I needed to pray because that's where I was, was, was. 
But, God, it's not where I am today. And so, Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, you break off fear and intimidation. That it no longer has a rule, not only in individual lives, but I pray corporately over this body, God. In agreement with the elders, and I know Rick would definitely agree with that, God, that no intimidation, no fear would be able to be over this body trying to prevent us from going to you and worship, preventing us from going to you and receiving all that you are, God, right now in Jesus' name, be broken off. Lord, we bless you for today. We thank you, God. Thank you for the grace to share that. It's you, because you're going to have to carry that out in each of these lives. So, Lord, I bless you for it. Thank you for the awesome work that you're going to do in each individual, in each life, and in this body. In Jesus' name, we receive you as delivered. Amen? Come on now, amen? That's you. That's you receiving. Amen. Come up and get prayer. Come up and get some joy. Come up and get whatever you need this morning.